Welcome to Novice to Master, a podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs just like myself. My name's Greg Blake, and I invite you to celebrate in all of my successes, push through all of my failures. My goal here is to encourage and to inspire other people who are on the same journey in money making online. I'll share with you my knowledge everything that I gain and what I've got to offer to hopefully help you push through on your journey from novice to master. Welcome back to Novice to Master. Today on the podcast, I have a friend of mine and another marketer who I've worked with multiple times. His name is Paul Samia, and today he's on the show to talk a little bit about what we do. Hello, hello. Thank you for inviting me over, man. I'm excited to be here. Oh, no, man. Thanks for coming on. I uh, was hoping to get you on a while back. Kind of got a little busy with all of uh, you know everything we've had going on lately, uh, just projects and stuff. So the podcast in general kind of got slid off to the side, but which is unfortunate, but you know, it happens. It happens. Life happens. But anyway, so uh, why don't you go ahead and share a little bit about what you do and the project you've got going on now? Oh man, I do a lot. But when you talk about online, <laughs> as you know, I do a lot. Um, but when you talk about online, I mostly focused around the e-commerce world. I've always kind of been in sales and always been kind of like customer service person. So I'm like comfortable in that world is why I deal with e-commerce. Thankfully, I don't deal with a lot of customer service, but um, and then what I do is I take all that experience because I see a lot of people out there struggling. Uh, I take all that experience I have in e-commerce with sales funnels, Shopify, and all the stuff that I know. Unfortunately, I'm not uh, <clears throat> totally versed in Amazon, but it's fine. My wife is, though. <laughs> um, um, I started teaching people. I started showing people how to do what I do. I showed people how to start building businesses online, e-commerce wise, what most businesses online is e-commerce. But, you know, I show them how to take what they love, like, you know, for example, RC cars or, you know, outdoors or whatever it may be. They take what they love and they start to sell it. You know, they create their online store. They sell it. They create some kind of passive income from home in your PJs. Um, and I wanted to make it super easy for them because I know where the struggles are and I know where they're going to get held up and I know what they need to succeed and I know what I need to do to make that happen. So I created my 21 day e-commerce challenge, which Greg is a part of. I don't know if he's, if he told you about that. Yeah. No, I haven't been on in a while since uh, it's, I think the week after funnel hacking live was the last episode I did just because that was when things started getting crazy for me. Yeah, after Funnel Hacker Live stuff started getting crazy for me too. I had to put my brain back together for several months, like several weeks. It took me to, you know, figure it all out. And actually what I came up with was with the challenge because I, I left Funnel Hacker Live with the mentality. I went there with the mentality of I need to make all this money. And I left there with the mentality with I need to help all these people. Like, you know, how am I going to help all these people, right? So yeah. that's why I created the 21-Day Challenge I can help people at a fast rate. They'll understand. And it's just, it's just something I, 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 that came to me once I put my brain back together, if that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Oh, I got you. I, I, the part most people don't realize, though, even like just the Funnel Hacking Live, it was five straight days of nothing but learning. And there was just so much information. They just kept cramming into your head. It, it did take some time to readjust when you got back. Um, 
But even after I readjusted, I'd made so many network connections and so many prospects. And I had, I was on calls like every day, three or four of them. It was nuts. But no, that's, that was one of my favorite things about that whole event was not only the constant learning, which was like mind blowing. And I went through my notes the other day. I was like, Oh my God, this is like mind blowing. And I have pictures and just like, it's just overwhelmed, right? It's like, yeah. where do I start even? I know what I want to do, but where do I start? Anyways, the best part for me was the networking, meeting people and, and, and seeing where they are in their journey and finding out, oh, I'm not the only one that, that started here and that's struggling there. And, you know, I was like, all these people are, are like, they're like me, you know? It was really, really nice to meet like-minded people like that. That, that, was, that for me was the best part. Yeah, it was definitely awesome, man. Uh, it's just nuts to uh, one of the things that affirmed for me was with all the people I talked <laughs> to. Um, you automatically just assume since everybody there is ClickFunnels related in some way that they all have the same, you know, uh, this, they're at the same place knowledge wise on the path. And it's just weird to realize how many different things I had learned from before, it, just as far as marketing is concerned that other people had not. And it was like, wow, I really know way too much about this. <laughs> no, everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own knowledge. And that's why it's beautiful to network because I might know something that's going to help you. And you, I could tell you from experience, you definitely have stuff that's going to help me, right? When it comes to copywriting, especially. Um, so that was my whole goal going in there was to find five people want to help me market, want to help me write copy, want to help me this, want to help me that, you know, throughout the whole process. I found three of the five, which is okay. Right. <laughs> That's not bad, man. Three out of five is still not bad considering, I mean, there was like 4,000 people there. There was no 4, way you were going to meet everybody. Dude, 4,000 people and it's just, everyone's talking and everyone wants to share so much. And it's just like, it's, it's just too crazy. You know, it came to a point where I like, I found eight people that I like, okay, I like these people. I'm just going to hang out with these people. And like along the way, I'm going to talk to this person, that person and, you know, gather some, inf it was just, it was awesome. Awesomely overwhelming. I don't know if that makes sense. I just made no, that up. I got you. Yeah. It was kind of funny, man. Like honestly with as many people as were there and how many I knew just from the community who I never met who were there, it just made me realize one day thinking about it, that every time we got a break for lunch or we got sent to do something, it was like turning the light on in a room full of cockroaches. It was like scattered and the room was empty. It was awesome. I, yeah. It was pretty cool though, man. I, I really enjoyed it, but uh, a lot of cool takeaways, a lot of cool people I met. Um, and the best part, the there's another best part. <laughs> one, <right>. more, one more. <laughs> when, you know, when you're struggling and you need answers online, going into the group or messaging somebody, it's not as, as effective as walking up to them face to face. I'm like, hey, I'm Paul. How you doing? Hey, we're in the straight, same journey. Hey, how do I fix this? And they're like, Oh, you just do that. You're like, oh, okay, thank you very much. Write it down, take it notes in your, you know, I have this half of this notepad full of notes. And then I have like three notepad, three note things in my phone with like filled with notes from you. three separate people. You know what I mean? No, I got you. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, I took a lot of audio notes there while we were there too. Smart. Um, yeah, it was really, it really worked out to be good. Cause, uh, when Ryan holiday was on, I I turned on my phone to set, to record, set it on my seat because I had to go to the bathroom, and I ended up 
as soon as I got out of the bathroom, I ended up talking to somebody and it, it was just nuts how quickly like networking happened just by accident, you know, like everywhere you walked, you were talking to somebody else and there was, you know, it, it was just constant. It's, it's no wonder though. Like I know they said a lot of people were getting sick and that, uh, there was a cold or flu going around while we were down there. Um, it's no I wonder about that. Yeah, it was funny, dude. I, I knew uh, probably four people who got it. I mean, it wasn't funny. That uh, makes sense it, because but... when I got home, I got sick. Maybe that was that. Yeah, they, they started calling it, uh, what was it, the uh, the funnel flu or <laughs> the funnel virus. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just, uh, I don't know. I got lucky. I avoided it. But uh, there was a lot of people who, I, actually, there was one um i was supposed to have met up with and actually gotten to talk to and possibly interviewed for the podcast who went home sick they actually left early because they they were that bad oh that sucks yeah it was unfortunate but uh no still a good time definitely glad i went and love to go next year so that's on that's on my to-do list yeah we'll see how that goes but I, i i definitely would love to go next year all right old man so uh now we talked a little bit about your challenge. Um, part of what we talked about was your approach to e-commerce and how you're, you know, uh, I mean, this is from outside of here, but how you've got your own approach that you came up with. Uh, you want to share with them a little bit of what it was that made you come up with that? Well, it's kind of like a, you know, I was taught by some coaches and mentors later Right. But in the beginning of my journey, I was taught by YouTube. Right. Okay? On. So a lot of my methods come, come from the best of that person, the best of this person, the best of that person. Right. So it's kind of, that's why, that's why I kind of call myself the funnel mad scientist because my, the way I, I learned and the way I teach is kind of like a Frankenstein of all these gurus and the mentors and the coaches I had later to kind of stitch all of those gurus together, if that makes sense. No, I got you, man. That's actually not a bad thing at all. Uh, the yeah. better parts of better parts and leaving out the worst. Yeah. And it took me a long time. Believe me, I watched a ton of videos. It took me forever. I cattle, I took notes. I, I built along the way. I like, and finally I came up with, okay, I'm going to do what this person does for that. I'm going to do what this person does for this. I'm going to do what that person does for this. And I'm going to put it all together. And I could, I could, you know, with my templates and everything that I've built already, I can literally build a store and like, a day, two days, awesome. right? The product research development takes some time, but that's the best of this person, right? The, the sales funnel design and that is the best of that person. The, the copy is the best of this person, which is Greg, right? Yeah. And because you're just, you're my copywriter now. So I don't even, I don't even look at copy anymore. I'm like, Greg, what, what do I do here? He goes, you put the word the in. I'm like, oh, all right. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it does come down to something as simple as that. When you're looking at a sentence, it's like, no, yeah. don't, don't do that. Take that out of there. So, um, <laughs> and what I, what I do, especially on top of that, which I don't mention a lot because it sounds weird and people are like, oh, how, you know, how do you start a business with very little money? It's the internet. There's a bunch of free tools. There's a bunch of free things you can do to start your business for free, mm-hmm. essentially, right? You're never going to start a business for free. You have some kind of overhead, some kind, whether it's the product, your time, whatever, it's, it's, it's going to cost you something, right? Yeah. So what I did, what I do is might build my business for a very low cost of, you know, whatever it is a month, 
which is very low. I think it's under a hundred, 125 bucks. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's it. So maybe even less than that. Um, cause all my tools are free. Everything I do is free. The only thing I pay for is click funnels. Yeah. Right. It's $97 and that's it. Yep. Uh, and everything else is free. I drop ship, so I don't have inventory. So really it's like a low overhead, you know, in my marketing, people are like, Oh, you spend so much on Mark. No, I don't. I spend $15 on a six hour post and I get 300, 400 views, you know, 10, 20, 30 sales, depending if my, depending if my offer is solid enough. Right. Yeah. So it's a good test platform. It's a good place to start. It's a good place to scale. It's a good place to do. When I started on Shopify, I'll give you an example. And if I'm talking too much or too fast, shut you're, me you're up. You're fine, man. Go ahead. <laughs> I love e-commerce. I love talking about it. So when I first started, I had a Shopify store and they go, oh, $29 a month. You're like, oh shit, that's cheap, right? But then you don't know you need apps. You need apps for social proof. You need apps for one-click upsells. You need apps for... You name it, you need an app for it. If you just put a template and put uh, products in and hope to God it sells, it's not going to work, right? Yeah. So I ended up, I was spending like $250, $300 a month on one Shopify store. I think it was like $250 or something like that. Yeah. It was stupid. And I wasn't making any sales. And uh, whenever a person came in, they bought like one product, two products if I was lucky. Yeah. And then I found sales funnels and... Pfft, here I am today making offers, selling one person four or five products as they come in, you know, flipping the switches in their mind. Um, because as they go through the funnel, they're like, oh, I didn't realize I may, I might, I might need this, right? Or, oh, that's going to help me a lot. I'm going to buy it, right? Yeah. You flip those switches along the way. It's all part of the, I feel like I'm yelling at you. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no worries, man. Um, yeah, it's just uh, the thing with funnels, nobody really thinks about it. Russell put it the best, which, I mean, there's no surprise, right? Uh, the fact that it's essentially like having your absolute best salesman on call or on duty constantly. Never takes a day off, never sick. And you know what? The best salesman in the world knows how to flip those switches in customers' minds. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me talk to the wife about buying this car. Oh, you know what? Flip, 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 switch, switch, switch. Okay, I'll buy the car now and deal with the wife later. How did that yeah. happen in 10 minutes, right? It's better to ask for uh, forgiveness than permission, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I <don't> <laughs> right? Tell her to take the car around the block. She might like it. Yeah. Right on, man. Nah. <laughs> uh, anyways. <yeah. laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, now, when you're doing this, we, we talked a little bit about, like, uh, your products and stuff, you gave a little bit of an example and you and I had talked before about it. What's, what would you say is the main factor in what you choose? Like when you're, do you research it or is it something kind of like you see it places, you know, to grab it or like, what, what is your, what's your methodology? Well, I sell what I love, right? Because I know if I sell what I like, Talking to customers is going to be easy. Writing copy is going to be easy, even though I let you do that for me, right? Um, um, customer service, answering questions, joining the groups that I need to join to, to make my organic growth is going to be easy. So really, I stick to like what I love to sell. Like me, I like camping. I like hiking. I like RC stuff. I like 
you know, um, uh, what were we talking about earlier? Um, yeah, ham radios. C- yeah, CB radios, walkie-talkie, not the walkie, you know, like uh, police scanners, you. that kind of stuff, right? That's the stuff I'm interested in. That's the stuff. Why not sell the stuff I love, right? Right on. I have a baby. I have a baby, and I'm buying baby toys and stuff all the time. So why not sell that stuff? To, you know, not that I love it. I love him, <laughs> right? And he yeah. needs it, so I'm gonna sell it. To, to kind of get it for free in my mind that's the only thing i'm selling that i don't love right yeah, i got you oh Our come art. on Ad- admit it you're sitting on the couch playing with his rattle when you're bored <laughs> watching the wheels on the bus yep <laughs> there, no there's times where i catch myself uh, like singing along to like some of his uh uh childhood songs i don't know if you Uh-oh. heard of I don't, i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna say yeah you were about to start with baby shark weren't you no, oh, I hate that. <laughs> no, we don't let him listen to that. <laughs> no. Oh man. I know. I know you were there, or, or you're there. I know you have a, a young. Uh, yeah, baby I got. Too. I got a four-year-old. I've heard yeah. that. Uh, right now, he's actually got this. Uh, and it, I keep trying to get him not to listen to it. But uh, if you look on YouTube, there's a video. It's uh, it to the musical, and that's what it? he's been listening to. Yeah, the movie it too. They did a a little cartoon musical version of it. And that's what he's been watching. And it's like, no, you don't need to watch that. And somehow like four years old on YouTube, he can still find that video with very little effort. I just like YouTube's a, uh, it's a scary place, man. It is. Well, I, we keep an eye on him. I mean, he's, he doesn't just get free roam, but it's, you'll walk into the room and it's like, what are you? No, <laughs> believe me I, I don't know my my kid's only two and we only let him watch i give him the phone for youtube only when i'm changing his diaper because otherwise he's like a wiggly worm and there's poop everywhere and it's like no thank you oh man yeah they, so I, they squirm a lot yeah it's <laughs> it's no good so um the only time i really go for a product that i don't love is something i'm I, i'm definitely interested in in it you know i'm not gonna sell like I don't know. I was going to say lingerie, but I'm interested in that in other ways. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sell something I, I, I hate, right? Yeah. Or I, I know you. nothing about. But there's times where I'm doing product research on mar- our marketing research, and I'm looking at other people's ads and what they're spending on ads and, and who they're targeting and yada, yada, yada. Um. I came across a product. I'm like, holy crap, this person's spending $50,000 a month up to 50,000 roughly. It's estimated mm-hmm. on this product. Like, wow, this product is, you know, something is up with it. So I started selling that same product. So that's the only time I really was like, holy crap, I got to sell this product. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't see it a lot. Mm-hmm. And the thing about product, uh, uh, marketing research, which a lot of these gurus don't tell you, and if I'm rambling, because this is be- about to be a gold nugget for some people. Oh, yeah. People are always like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm researching my niche and I'm getting all these ads and all this stuff in my face. I'm like, great, right? Take note. Facebook is showing you your competition right now. Take note of what they're doing and what works. It's a blessing. It's not annoying, mm-hmm. right? If you're selling car parts and all of a sudden you're starting to see all these ads for car parts that are similar or maybe even the same ad, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting an inside look at your competition without doing any homework. It's like put right in front of your face. Yeah. 
Right. That is a nice thing with uh, the way Facebook focuses everything. Yeah. So uh, I'm researching CB radios and scanners and I'm like in my bed at 3 a.m. about to go to sleep and I'm browsing Facebook and I'm seeing people selling CB radios and scanners in my, in my feed. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. This is what my competition's doing. What does the copy say? What are their videos or what are their pictures look like? Oh, they're all crap. They're all AliExpress stuff. Right. I could yeah. do better. So it's actually good. It's like, it's deeper. You know, it's like the, the matrix of, of marketing, right? It's like going behind this. It's like, because that's what you're doing anyways, when you're doing product research, you're, you're looking for those, you're actively looking for those videos anyways. Yeah. Right. So if Facebook could do 95% of the work for you. Why not? Yeah, for sure. Um, actually there's something I got. Um, I use it for research, especially when I'm doing copy. Um, it's called Advert Suite. It's a website. You got to pay to get access to it, but it actually gives you access to every Facebook ad that's been posted. You can actually search them by niche, by <clears throat> like every, you can break it down to every level you want. It active, matter. inactive. Yeah. Uh, not even just that. Uh, active for longest, active for shortest. Um, like you can have, if it was target, you can break it down by how it was targeted, everything. And it will literally give you every piece of information about it because Facebook is so transparent now. Their their rules. How much more powerful is it than Facebook Library? I I don't know. I've never used Facebook Library. Or are you meaning just going on and actually looking at it on Facebook? No, because see that again. That's where I come with the free tools, right? Yeah. You're talking about paid tools and talking about free tools. That's part of the 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 model of the business of the 21 day challenge or all of my business models until you start scaling, then you start spending money. Of course. Yeah. Um, Facebook library is literally Facebook's library of all the ads that that's hmm. been run. It's active, inactive ads. You can just search, you know, camping right all over the United States. Make sure you do that. Cause if you just do United States, it threw me off first. If you just do United States, it just gives you a small, portion it's all political i'm like what the heck and then i went worldwide and then i started seeing all the ads so i'm like oh sweet there's everything okay right on. <laughs> little nugget there little save you some time um yeah facebook library it's it basically it's the transparency of the facebook ads that are being run and have been run it's pretty cool check it out it's free yeah, check free it tool. Out. yeah I'll definitely check it out man any tools you can hold on to to actually help with whatever you're doing is always a good thing to have. Um, that, I, I use reason, a bunch of free tools, free product research tools, free marketing research tools. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, you're fine, man. All I was going to say was the main reason I, I chose that one and started looking at it was uh, one of the copywriters that I had as a mentor for a while. He, uh, that was what he recommended because he used it. The thing is, if you get into paying for the, like the premium version of it, which is a little more, it does the same for Instagram, YouTube, and uh, I think Google's, AdWords or whatever they call it now. No, that's, I always tell people when we first start, I'm like, look, most of this model is free. Don't get used to it. Cause if you really yeah. want to grow, you have to start spending money. You need to buy some of these paid, you know, ad spies. What is it like big com or whatever it is. I can't remember if the, you know, a uh, product genie or whatever, all these other ones are, you should, you know, if you're, if you're making money, grow your business by having other people help you. And by doing that, you have to spend money. Yeah. If you stick to the free model, then your business is going to be like a free, you know, it's going to be like, what is it going to be like? You know what I mean? Like, is it really going to grow? How much? Right. I don't mm -hmm. know. There's two sides of that coin because I've seen people like kill it just with $97 a month and with click funnels. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen people spend 
thousands and thousands on marketing and product research apps and teams and that are absolutely killing it too. So out of talking to other people who use it, I've noticed that click funnels when it comes down to their, their email campaigns and stuff, when you're sending them through there, a lot of people complain they're hitting the junk folder. No, they Um, do hit the junk folder. And if you put the word promotion in there or offer or anything like that, it goes into the promotional folder. Yep. Yeah, ClickFunnels, uh, it, what it is, a lot of people don't realize this. Um, email marketing is one of the things I've you know, excelled at and I've been doing the longest. Um, when you, anytime you use an autoresponder or you pick one, whether it's you use ClickFunnels for your automation, you use AWeber, you use ActiveCampaign, they all have their own rapport with the email clients individually. And Google is honestly the, one of the strictest when it comes down to their filters. And where you're sending it through, their rapport with that client actually has some meaning to it. So if I'll give you an example, um, two of the worst that I know of, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, but MailChimp has about a 60% rate, maybe 70% rate of hitting the junk folder. Uh, a lot of it all depends on how much your audience has interacted with what they've gotten from you already. And ClickFunnels has... I don't want to give a percentage because I can't really say. I it don't sucks too because fact, I remember a time when uh, Mailchimp was not bad at all. No, well, you know what it is—they give that uh, that free trial at the beginning. You know how you get so many up to so many names, you get uh, freebies. Or well, you used to get name. up to so many names, and you get unlimited. Now you only get one audience. Oh, really? <clears throat> it's a pain in the ass. I mean, I'm grandfathered in because I've been on Mailchimp for years and years and years and years. Yeah. I have like 10, 12 lists, but my students are like, Oh, I get one list. I'm like another email, another account right now. I don't know. Right. That's why we kind of use click funnels, but I agree with you. They do drop in the, in the folders, but you have to, I tell them, make sure on the thank you page, just to be safe for now until you're ready to pay for a service like AdWeber or whatever it's called. AWeber, yeah. AWeber, which I, which I don't use. I can see. (laughs) Um, which is probably why no one's opening my emails that Greg wrote for me. And I feel bad because he wrote them for me and no one's opening them. Yeah. See, that's the thing with it though, is if it, if they don't see the first email and they don't interact with it, they never get any further. I mean, um, I put on the thank you page, check your spam and promotional folders, blah, blah, blah. But it's like a, I, it's, it's like a 30% at that point. Right, right. Maybe see, less. That's why one of the things I've always done with emails um, in the first email you give, whether it's with the freebie or it's just the, Hey, welcome to the list. You always try to give some incentive or reason for them to go ahead and whitelist you. Um, Cause it doesn't matter who, who the mail sent through at that point, once you're whitelisted, you're hitting their inbox. Um, I don't know. It kind of, it's, it's kind of give and take with it though. A lot of people don't want to take that action. Some people will. Um, occasionally what I'll do, I'll actually invite replies because if you get a reply, it actually puts you into their address book, which is real nice. I think you did that for one of my emails. Mm -hmm. First one that uh, I think it was your confirmation for the double opt-in. Also what I, what I have them do, and I believe we did this together too. I have them um, click on the link in the email. So they have to find the email and open it. That's how they get the, the downloadable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was where we put it. I think it was in uh, 
the way we set up, which I do this a lot for email sequences. So this is kind of a, anybody who's going to use this can use it. But what I've always done and what I did with yours when we wrote it was, uh, your first email was your confirmation. Welcome. Welcome. Next email will have the freebie in it. And that was when we put the invite to make sure you whitelist us or reply so we can make sure you get it. And then the next email came with the freebie link. So no, I like it. And honestly, I didn't run it. To, I didn't run it that hard. <clears throat> I didn't run Facebook ads to it. I just, I ran some organic to it. Yeah. So I'm sure if I run it harder, we'll get a better opt-in rate. The only the only problem with ClickFunnels running it through automation there is they don't give you stats. They don't tell you yeah. who opened, you know, how many people opened, and they don't give that to you. That's the problem. Mm. I mean, they do if you sign up to the higher accounts, I believe. Not for the lower account that I'm, you know, that Which I have one are you? Which one 97. are you? 97. All right. See, I didn't even, uh, I've never used their automation for email with it. I've always just run with, uh, when I started, when I first started marketing, it was actually learning under, uh, the guy's name is Roy Carter. Um, I learned under him and he started you with creating your own landing pages the way they did it, you know, before ClickFunnels existed, where you actually had to get somebody to do the HTML. You took the example page they gave you and you, he showed you how to navigate through HTML to make your changes. And then once you did make your changes, you put it on a host website and you ran traffic to it. And HTML. Then, yeah, I know. I hate it. It's, it's horrible to deal with, but, uh, I actually, it's funny cause, uh, as much as I hate it, I was working for a client the other day and was trying to bring a template over from an old, uh, responder they had before and they were moving over to Aweber and I had to import a template. They do it by HTML. I've imported it and I'm like, Oh man, I got to fix this issue and that issue. So six hours later, I'm still digging through the HTML going, Oh, there it is. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't mind HTML. There was a time where I would build entire websites, multiple pages with, with HTML. Like I, I understand it. I don't remember it, but I understand it. I don't mm. like to go through it. <laughs> yeah. But I understand it. So if I have to use it, I've used it on a few funnels, just like to bounce some words back and forth and, yeah. you know, to like show like some excitement, but that's about it. Yeah. But I, I'm blessed to have the knowledge at least, right? Yeah. See, I, that's the same way with me. I actually went to uh, a school where one of the things I took was computers and applications and, or applications what was it advanced computer applications and that was one of the things we had to do we had to learn a little bit of java a little bit of html and some of visual basic which was uh, at the time microsoft's drag and drop web page editor <laughs> visual basics i i made a calculator with visual basics yeah and yeah, or front page that was it visual basic was the uh the application creating yeah, it was a program software creation. Yeah, coding. Uh, you know, I, I used to I used to make stupid things with that, like AOL room busters and like yeah, uh, calculators that like would scare you. You know, you'd like you'd hit the number five or something, and it would pop up a big scary picture on your screen and like stupid things like that. But yeah. I was like fourteen and I was programming. <laughs> you know, it was fun. Yeah, it was a good time, man. Not uh, even fourteen. I was like twelve, maybe. Right, right. That's the age difference there, man. I was actually a uh, junior in high school. <laughs> it's nuts, man. But uh, yeah, so uh, anyways, though, um, 
one other thing I kind of wanted to talk about with all of the quarantine going on and the social distancing, man, uh, I don't know if you've noticed it. How much have you noticed the change in marketing just in general, the, the way everybody's reacting? Uh, I think people are overreacting if you ask me, <clears throat> but again, I don't know because I'm staying in the house and I'm not doing anything just to be safe. Right. Better safe yeah. than sorry. But I, I really haven't seen too much of a difference because I'm adapting, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I, I stopped selling the useless stuff that's fun and I started selling stuff that, like, for example, these CB hand radios. Why am I thinking about selling those? Because people are freaking out. Like, there's people making bug out bags and there's people freaking out. And the message is when the cell phone service goes out, have a communication method, right? Yeah. CB radios. So – I'm adapting because of my adapting. I'm not really seeing much of a change, but I'm sure if I just stayed and I focused and I bear down on what I was selling, like hammocks and like stupid, really things that you can't really survive with. Right. Just more like Mm -hmm. leisure. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, you're fine. Then I think I would see a change. I think I would see, I would, I would be struggling a little bit with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the transition, because I have to build a new funnel and I have to, you know, go through all that stuff and I got to get Greg to write my copy for, you know, you got to survive with this CB radio type of deal. Right. And all this, Oh, I just thought of a good Greg and I were talking about what we could do for an <laughs> offer. I just thought of something good. There you okay. Go. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm adapting. I'm not really like, yeah, because I'm not selling the other stuff, nothing is happening now. I don't have any traffic. Yeah. So that's yeah. affecting me a little bit. But once I put this together and it's more of like geared towards survival and not like, you know, amateur radio for fun, you know, like a ham radio, you know, kit that, am- you know what I mean? Yeah. Novice. Um, but more like, oh my God, you need this to survive. All communication is going to go out. Coronavirus, AT&T is closing their doors, whatever. Right. Yeah, they're gonna buy it. So that's when I'm gonna gonna start to see the traffic again. So to answer your question, which I already did f- five times, I think, and I know <laughs> I talk too much. No, I haven't seen that much of a difference because I'm adapting to the situation. Right on. Yeah, I know uh, a lot of people are saying you're, you're getting a lot of mixed results from between coaches, marketers, and businesses. Um, a lot of people are cutting back their ad spending. A lot of people are stopping their advertising altogether. Um, a lot of coaches are saying, no, that's stupid. Keep advertising. This is the best time to do it. And then you get the people who are saying pivot and kind of like what you're doing. And they're, they're working towards what does work. I mean, um, honestly, think about it. You're being told to stay home. You're staying home with the internet. What do you do when you're home with the internet and board? You're probably buying things. My mm-hmm. wife had a point. She goes, no one's working. No one's making money. Guess what? Everyone's talking about this $1,200 that's coming in. Guess what? The majority of the population already spent that 1200 bucks. And guess where they spent it? Online. And yep. if they're not spending it with you, they're spending it with someone else. All exactly. right? Because now, they don't understand. They're getting free money. They're not entrepreneurs like us. When we get money, we invest it, right? Yeah. Into our businesses. They're like, oh, I'm getting $1,200. What can I buy right now? Right? Yep. It's just funny that it, 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 that's completely true. That's actually what most people are going to want to do with it. Personally, what mine is going to do, I'm going to pay rent 
and I'm going to dump the rest into advertising. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what I'm doing. Most of it's going to my rent and then the $5 I have left, I'm not rent my mortgage. Oh, and then yeah. the $5 I have left over is going into my advertising. Hey, actually, no, I, that's not enough for my mortgage. So actually I'm going to, you know, at least it's something. But Right, right. Now the point is, as long as you're using it some way that's good, you know, uh, responsibly and well. So that's what that's the key. Doing. That's what that's what separates the rich from the poor is here's a check for twelve hundred. Oh, I'm buying stocks or I'm buying Jordans, right? What's yeah. the you know what I mean? Yeah, Not necessarily stocks, but you know what I mean. No, I, I got you exactly what you mean. Like uh that was one of the projects I'm doing. Um that's actually where it's gonna go. I'm gonna start out with solo ads and because I think in all honesty, it's gonna give me the widest reach with what I'm offering. And so, you and I have to talk about solo ads after this. Right on. Yeah, of course, man. Um, I honestly, through most of the people that know me, I've kind of become known as a solo ads expert. It's crazy. Um, solo ad and cold out, cold email reach. It's not. I'm doing something absolutely wrong when it comes to solo ads, because I'm more of like the <clears throat> Facebook, Google, Instagram influencer type of marketing, because it's mm -hmm. like hard, fast and aggressive is what I, how I like it. Right. Mm -hmm. less with Google and, and YouTube and Facebook, but with Instagram, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it's a good test. It's a good base. It's everything. It's, it's a great place to start and very low cost. Um, so no, I agree with you though. Yeah. I forgot it, where I was going with that. No, no worries, man. But it, yeah, it's just uh, a lot of it. A lot of people call it garbage traffic, which in all honesty, out of all of them, it is the lower quality traffic because essentially what it is, it's uh, I like to refer to it as leftover traffic. Which what? The solo? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. what happens is you've got hot traffic that goes cold and now you're working with them. You have to heat it back up. No, I mean, and, and I'm okay with that, right? Uh, for example... <clears throat> I don't know if you watch those gold mining shows, but those people are there. They're digging up all this gold, right? And they're leaving a pile of gold there that, that they didn't test or like a pile of spoils or whatever it's called. That's not tested. That's pretty much where you're going with that, right? It's like mm -hmm. I, I can go there and not spend that much time and effort with all these big machines and just go there with a pan and get the leftovers rather than spending the thousands of dollars and research and everything on the big stuff, right? Which is obviously more profitable, but yeah. something is better than nothing, right? The leftovers you definitely want to pick up. Well, I, that's not exactly the context I meant. I meant more of the fact that uh, when you when you go out and eat, you get food, it's piping hot, it goes cold, you have to warm it up when you get Oh, home, got which, you. Yeah, that was more of the context I was going for. Um, that's so why- For I solo ad to be- six, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was finished, man. Oh, um. <clears throat> So with a solo ad, it's not wise to send out just one email? Well, it's kind of the way you want to do. I mean, you're not going to, what you're going to do is you're going to send out, have an email sent out, which it's essentially by an influencer because it's their list. They own it. You're, you're leveraging it. They send out the email and out of the email, they get all these people who click and they come over and then you get signups and all that. And once they hit your, your funnel, and they sign up. Now it's your time to warm them back up. And now you're warming them to you though. Um, which that's actually in the same way, it's an upside and a downside to it. Uh, it all depends on what you can do, but in all honesty, I've had a, since I started, 
in marketing. I, I knew what Facebook ads were. I thought they were horrible and overpriced. Um, that this was when I started, you know, the mindsets change a little bit as you get more experience with it. But I mean, I if you do it wrong, it is overpriced and horrible. Yeah. It's, well, that's the thing. Like when you hire an expert, they're done perfect and amazing. They work so much better when you do it yourself. It's a learning curve. Yeah. But with solo ads, it was a large amount of traffic that you stood a chance to warm up and turn into fans. And it was it wasn't like uh like with facebook you might pay over the course of a week to get the half the results you would off of one run on a solo ad so that was the reason why i i kept sticking with that and kept going and going and going and then i started you know then just like everybody else then you start learning organic methods and you start to run facebook ads and so you just gave me a good idea for my event you've been giving me some good ideas this time this uh our, our little chat here for abandoned right. cart sequence to get them warm. Cause right, right. I, I really don't have one on my challenge yet. There's no abandoned cart sequence and that's a problem. Right, right. I need to write yeah. one. Yeah. They're nice to have, man. Uh, they work for a lot of stuff. Um, especially, especially uh, cause of the fact that first off, they've already shown in interest. They showed enough interest to at least enter it into the cart. I, the weird one, this is the one that gets me and you'll see this on some funnels, the people who do not put a price, and then you have to add it to the cart to see the price with the excuse of just hitting you with the left in the cart. There's, that's a real good way to turn off traffic, I think. I don't like that at all, honestly. I like, I like just everything up front. Here's, here's what it is. If you like it, buy it. And that's the best way to be like, this is my audience, guys. They're buying. They're solid mm -hmm. buyers and not, here's a looky-loo that doesn't really, that just went to see what the price is, right? What a waste yeah. of time, Yeah. honestly. Yeah, pretty much all you're going to do is drive them further away. But anyways, Paul, uh, we've been on here for a little while, man. It was real good to have you on the podcast. Um, awesome to be here. Thank you. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell everybody where they can find you and uh, the challenge. www.dropshippingchallenge.com. But it it is an e-commerce challenge. It's not a dropshipping challenge. Okay. Um, but, uh, you have to put the WWW in for right now. I'm, I'm fixing that, but dropshippingchallenge.com, www. Um, and you can find me at the e-commerce round table. Uh, that's my page. You can go ahead and like that please for me. Um, and if you want some free training on building a sales funnel, product research and everything we kind of spoke about today, you can go to my private Facebook group, which is free. Um, it's dropshipping at the e-commerce round table. Um, and, uh, just go ahead and, uh, you know, ask for entry and I'll let you in and you can go ahead and start learning. But, uh, taking the challenge would be the best bet because I literally hold your hand and uh, I walk you through the whole thing. And by the end of the 21 days, I'm going to be launching my funnel and you'll be launching your funnel at the same time. And then we'll be comparing our data, um, for the, you know, so we can all grow together. Um, and when you leave the challenge, you'll basically, my analogy for this challenge is, I'm teaching you how to fish so you can eat for life, right? You heard that saying. Yeah, Anyways, I got you. That's right on, it. Right on, man. Well, hey, uh, again, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast, talk with me a little bit. Hopefully, we provided a lot of value on this. I think we did. So I think really so, too. Info. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate being here. Thanks, Greg. I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoy recording it. If so, please give us a like, a follow, a review, 
and a few downloads if you're over at Apple. And of course, please share us with some of your friends. Any support like this is greatly appreciated and helps me out, lets me know that I'm doing a good job and that you're enjoying the content. Also, for more content, feel free to come over and join us over at our Facebook group. I'll put a link down in the description of the video. And we'll see you next time.